Reznor was in New York City Monday to join his friend David Bowie on the set of a video for I'm Afraid of Americans. <laughs> Reznor has produced a disc of several remixes of that track that'll be out next week. Reznor was taking time out from working on the next Nine Inch Nails album in New Orleans, an album which he has indicated in print interviews might veer away from the typical industrial Nine Inch sound and may have more of a hip-hop influence. Here's what he and Bowie have sound. on the video set Monday. Yeah. Record will, I guarantee it will piss everybody off. <laughs> yeah, no one will like it, and it will be ridiculous. And if it wasn't, then I wouldn't do it. Right. Oh, good that, luck. That's the territory that we both meet on. Well, I was going to say, is that advice that you got from David? Like, if you piss people off, that's a good thing. Like, you know. If you don't, then you're not doing your job. Initially introduced us to each other. We seem to have got that art down right. pretty finely. Otherwise, it would be boring. That's the point, you know. It is, if it's safe, it's ridiculous. You know? It has to be dangerous. We will have a complete so report is it gonna on be the ridiculous Bowie and Reznor video shoot this weekend in the Weekend Rock. That's a point. That's uh, a point. You're listening to Trent <laughs> Talk, your Halo by Halo guide to America's greatest treasure, Trent, Trent Reznor. Today we will be discussing Halo 16, which is Things Falling Apart, and mm -hmm. that came out in the year 2000. The year 2000! If you're a Nine Inch Nails fanatic, a.k.a. Resnerd, this podcast will be a fun repository of inside jokes and references. But if you're a Nine Inch newbie, then tune in as Shia and I and our guest discuss, uh, fucking <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Steam, uh, Nine Inch Nails. Okay, let's get into it. Who's our guest? <laughs> I would like to welcome our guest, Jesse, whose last name I did not rehearse prior to this. <laughs> A good, that's a good choice. Yeah. He's one of the hosts of Extra Damage. Indeed. Yeah, which is a Bone View podcast. A fine fellow podcast uh, family member. Yeah. Yeah, a very broad, nerd-based podcast. <laughs> Talks a lot about video games, I would what say, it, would be your focus. Is it, that fair? Video games is definitely the main thing, but we always have a good rant or two at the beginning when my co-host Josh maybe has a question about sports that I can help him with. <laughs> Or I have a question about something he can help me with, and we, you know, we learn. We like to learn on the podcast. Uh, you, are you a practitioner of sport? I'm a practitioner of multiple things, but uh, sport would be one of them, indeed. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So he's joining us. He actually clued us into this clip that brought us into the, the episode here. It's David Bowie and Trent, of course, sitting on a street corner in New Orleans? Where they I, think it was, New York. I think it was New York. In New York, yeah. As they were filming I'm Afraid of Americans, which is basically Bowie just rampaging through the streets as Trent Reznor lurks in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really love that clip. For, yeah, me too. For a lot of reasons. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, you can tell so much that Trent is kind of emboldened, but also intimidated by Bowie being there. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see how seriously he's taking this whole thing. And Bowie is just having a laugh of it all. Like mm -hmm. he he could give half of a shit. Yeah, he's David Bowie. Like no matter how this video, this you know, it, it's not important to him. And then also just their outfits are so perfectly complimentary. <laughs> Bowie is like wearing this like bright yellow turtleneck, <laughs> and Trent is in like this super like gothy black Trent. leather jacket. It's yeah, Trent sad. Yeah, sad yeah. Trent. The I'm way I dressed old. in high school, pretty much. <laughs> so they all dressed in high school. They were almost like the sun and the moon with like Trent's, yeah. Trent's pale little face. It's like post, like slightly post perfect drug. So you still got the long hair and, and the slightly <laughs> hint, weird, hint of a, weird hint yeah. of a goatee. And the weird goatee that's yeah. really just like a diamond that someone put on his chin. Ugh. But he hasn't gone full fragile yet. So he hasn't really like found himself. He hasn't been reborn. So it's this weird art section of his life. And David Bowie is just like the perfect person to kind of tap into that and, you know. Help him get there. I heard recently so that cute. David Bowie was a magician. Oh yeah, we were listening to that episode of last podcast on the left. 
Yeah, can, Apparently... you, can you give us the, the executive <laughs> summary here? He was in a movie about magicians, I remember that. Really? Well, yeah, he's in the Prestige. He plays, he plays uh, Nikola Tesla. Oh, that's, that's right. right. I forgot yeah. about that. That's right. I don't watch movies about magicians, except Harry Potter <laughs> and Lord of the Rings, if you want to go there. Um, apparently, those 19 movies. Right. <laughs> All 19 of them. I love Magician them. films are something <laughs> actors do for money. Although, These um, are illusions. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is in a new, I think it's Prestige, no, it's like Now You See Me 2 or some stupid. Yes. I saw a giant billboard in LA and I was like, really, Danny? That's what you're doing with your life? Um, so this last podcast on the left, basically David Bowie was a magician (laughs) who wrote a lot of very specific, uh, or wrote about a lot of very specific things. And all of his music from, like, basically the beginning to the end. Like, really specific references and name drops and things. And apparently he and, what's his name? Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page were nemesis, rival wizards. And is this a slash fic that I didn't? No, no, this is real. No, life? it's real, real life. life. And they talk about how when Ziggy came out, he was like, they're taking a bunch of, sh- he was taking a bunch of shortcuts and doing a lot of cocaine because doing magic is really hard. There's a price. It's like, like full metal alchemist magic. When I was, you're going to learn from this it was podcast like, today. Yeah, they were talking about like <laughs> Grant <laughs> Morrison's. Like they were talking about Grant Morrison's chaos magic, and like I love Grant Morrison, but sometimes I'm just like, baby girl, you need to just sit in a dark room <laughs> and, and relax. Um, but yeah. The, the standout fact for for all of this was uh, I I didn't know. Um, okay, like. As you may know, both of both those men, David Bowie and Jimmy Page, were admirers of Aleister Crowley, yeah. who was like in the turn of the century, like this this huge figure in 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 the British like social scene because he was like this it's kind Crowley, of Crowley, by the way. Crowley. <laughs> anyway. And he basically what says, "I go by what Ozzy Osbourne about." Mr. Crowley he specifically says Crowley. I'm, I'm going to go with him. What was I saying? Okay. Thought. <laughs> The wick- yeah, they both admired the wickedest man in the world who started, like, the first sex cult and had, like, this huge mansion where he'd have big blood orgies and ridiculous things. Um, Jimmy Page, of course, bought this house in the 60s. Of course. Um, did a bunch of recording there. And um, then, like, a month before David Bowie passed, um, that house burned to the ground. Oh. Yeah. So, it's, and, it's like, and it's like a stone house. It's like a brick, ca- it's like a mortar castle okay. burned to the ground. Sure. And um, they were like, maybe it was David Bowie's last wish to have ma- that Maybe house it was like his ultimate spell where he's just like, uh, you know, as, as this cancer is eating away he, at me, I'm just going to crush. He magic so hard that it drained him of his life. I don't mean to like joke about David Bowie being dead, but at It does stage, seem as if we were taking that lightly and we're not. It's the only thing I can do because it's so fucking sad that I just gotta be a shithole about it. Just gotta bring it down and off. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Just be like, maybe that's what killed him. <laughs> and then on the inside, I'm just like, <laughs> So the Venture Brothers is actually a documentary in which David Bowie is the leader, leader of the syndicate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all makes sense now. <laughs> it's all in the same canonical universe. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah, so, yeah the 70s rock stars and the Venture Brothers. Yeah. So that's basically this Halo. I mean, yeah. we just summed it up, really. Yep. That's... So it's been fun. Bye, guys. <laughs> How long was this episode? It did get me curious about any, like, occult references in, like, trance music. But oh, what, yeah. I mean, I checked it out a little bit. I, I, didn't, I didn't go full Fox Mulder on it, but <laughs> it, as, as, like, as on a passing examination, it seems like Trent Reznor's lyrics are way too just, like, 
on the nose. Yeah. yeah. There, like, there's almost, there's no secrecy there's in no it. There's no secrecy. There's... He writes pop songs. Yeah. He writes pop songs with sad music behind them. Yeah. But right. the lyrics are just 80s pop songs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, the only thing that you ended up finding was a lot of um, in the symbolism closer and closer video. video. There's, yeah, I mean, there's like, a ton sure. of crucifixes and the monkey on the crucifix. Yeah. And I feel like that the... was just, like, his way of being, like, I want to be, like, Edgy. My own thing. I'm edgy. It's the annoying. Well, it's like what he said, right? Like being safe is like yeah. the worst thing yeah. you can do. So That's fucking put a heart on a thing and pump it. <laughs> That's what he told the director. Yeah. Put that heart on that thing. Put the heart on a thing and pump it. Should, right. we, li- should we talk about the album? Yeah. In broad strokes, how <laughs> how did you guys how did you guys feel about things falling apart? Um, well, in memory, it had been like my my favorite halo mm-hmm. uh and then in actual playing it today it dropped a few notches below yeah. some of the other halos and i don't know uh, same and i don't know how i don't know i think it, i think two songs in particular maybe three songs stood out so much that yeah. i just like i was like this is my favorite remix album and even one of my favorite halos and like upon revisiting it i was just like man so many star fuckers slipping away. Yeah, I think if it was just not the star fucker, like it to me, it, it continues the tradition of great Trent covers. Yeah, I don't think there's a bad one. At least the one that I've heard, like mm-hmm. from Metal, even the Living Newton John cover, like everything is pretty solid all across. The- and Metal's amazing. Like that is a great song. Ten Miles High is fantastic. Like each each original actual song. Ten Miles High is a cover. No, it's not. But like that's an original. Oh, yes, but it's like an exactly. It's like, I spaced out. I'm sorry. It's totally fine. My cat's right behind. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Also, it's Saturday night in Long Beach, which means it's fireworks and gunshot night. <laughs> so uh, if you hear any of that, that's where we are. We're yeah. Good. Represent. Represent. If there's not an episode next week, you'll know yeah. it's because we were involved in the <laughs> There's just gun so much fireworks. drama in the LBC. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, it seems like both of you guys were big fans of this beforehand. I mm-hmm. I basically had never heard it, which is t- which is hard to admit. Um, I, like, I had heard tracks off of it, like 10 Miles High, of course, but yeah. I hadn't sat down and listened to it end-to-end. But I really, really enjoyed it. So I think I'm in that earlier phase that y'all were in. Mm-hmm. And then I pretty much, like, uh, there's three Starfuckers yeah. on yeah. here. And God pretty much it. in each song, I became... I checked out earlier and earlier to the point where I was just doing something else. There was one point um, on the train on my way here during one of the Starfuckers where a woman just started screaming at this guy. Just, I don't know what he said to her, but she was calling him every, him and his mama, every name in the book. And I just like turned the volume down and listened to them. <laughs> so the, for a the while. stranger screaming yeah. was more entertaining. Yeah, your mama's a bitch! She's a fucking crackhead for raising a, like, you, just for 20 minutes. And then I, like, turned the volume back up, and I was like, oh, man, I should go back to some of those songs. But I did not <laughs> return to the Starfuckers remix. Oliver? He's always like this when we have, <laughs> he's always like this when we have company. He's like, I need attention. Can I jump on the TV? Yeah, he does that. He, he just wants to be it. on television. <laughs> Olive. Here we are with Slipping Away by Trent Reznor and A. Mulder. Mm. Unclear which Mulder. Yeah. It's a Mulder. It's a Mulder. And Mulder? It's funny, so I had this album up and I was also looking at the fragile, you know, to see, like, okay, I, what I want to do is I want to hear the original, then I want to hear the remix. Uh-huh. And I was like, Slipping Away, that's not a song of Fragile, but this is a song of the Fragile. It took me, like, a good five minutes to figure mm. out 
which song this one <laughs> Spoilers, Into the Void. Indeed. But I think this is actually a great remix, and I think one of the reasons why I love this this uh, Halo is because when I think of Into the Void, I actually think of this remix. Hmm. I think of the way oh. this remix goes more than I think of the way Into the Void goes. Uh-huh. I think that's the mark of a good remix, is kind of replacing the original. That's just me. It's got more of a marching beat yeah, to it. Yeah, it's... Um, Into the Void, I'm not positive about this, but I think it was built off the same chord progression and rhythm as Closer. Mm-hmm. So it's like a companion mm-hmm. song to Closer, which is what you're hearing now. It's still like kind of that kind of like organic heartbeat type thing. And yeah, it'll hit soon. It is five minutes. Yeah, some of these out say they're welcome and are actually longer than the originals, which I think is a bit of a sin in the remix universe. Yeah. It's like, you want to be snappier, you don't have right. to be a slave to the original song. Like, do your own thing. That's kind yeah. of a bummer with some of these later ones. Feel my attention span slipping away. <laughs> hey! Hey! Sick bird. But I think that kind of defines Trent's approach to this whole remix album, which is like, after he was done with the fragile, he had all these leftover pieces that he this. that he didn't he wasn't able to work into anything. So he assembled all these new like you know expansions of the song. It's like DLC. Yeah. <laughs> I thank you for bringing it to my podcast. I appreciate right. that. Yeah, yeah. That's, great. That's a good time. Maybe I'll reference sport. <laughs> the thing about like I think about this album and most like there's so many Nine Nails remix stuff like official and unofficial. And the way I was thinking of it is like, okay, he's done, right? He put out this amazing double album. And he had all, to me, I look at like, he had all these pieces left. It's like he cooked, he made it like a meal, and there's all these scraps lying around. <laughs> he's like, well, I could throw all this shit away, but shouldn't I not waste it and actually do something with it? And that's what most of these songs are to me. They're like, let's just take a little bit of this that I already had, and let's put in a tin foil with all these other like great ingredients that I have, and see if it comes out okay. And for the most yeah. part, it does. It's like when you buy a thing of cumin for a recipe. And then you're done with the recipe, and it's like, what the fuck can I make so with human left, in yeah. it? <laughs> I heard a thing of humus, and I was like, I'm just gonna see where this goes. You go to the human store, <laughs> pick up a fresh human. Ugh. I hate when I have too much human left over. <laughs> so this kind of sounded to me like a backing track to a Cure song, almost. Because oh. it's got kind of that throbbing bass line, kind of a mellower guitar. Okay. Maybe. And then, of course, it brings that classic... Which at first I thought was from Closer. It's not. It's from Into the Void. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be right at home in Closer. This to me, like this song would also be right at home on the fragile. Like it's not remixed too much uh, to where it sounds like completely off tone, and it's also not like stripped down so much that doesn't make sense. I think it fits perfectly. It stays on brand. (laughs) Indeed, exactly. (laughs) It fits with the the Tresner lifestyle. If I wrote anything. While you're doing that, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, I did, but it's at the end. So go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and finish the joke I I teed up with <laughs> the with the cure. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! I keep slipping away, looking at pictures of you. We're seeing the cure next week. <laughs> I'm seeing the cure tomorrow. Oh dang! <laughs> yeah, Claire is Claire is our inside woman <laughs> in the entertainment industry now. Into the cure. Into the cure. Yeah, you just had. I just had to apply to be a fucking cook <laughs> at the Hollywood Bowl. Playing it fast bad. and loose this episode, babe. Woo! Anyway, I haven't slept much or well in days, so I d- don't expect much from me. <laughs> It'll be the highest rated episode. Oh, here we go. Cure. 
Like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, is he just like specifically what is that? Slipping or? away in like the deep end. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> I think he sampled a panic attack. <laughs> he always wanted this to be in a barbershop. This album has to come out when? <laughs> <laughs> this is his barbershop room. Yeah, he always wanted to be in a barbershop quartet. <laughs> I can't find three guys like me, so I'll just do it myself. Yeah. I was going to go into Baby on Board, but he stopped himself short. I do have a how much angst. Mm. How has, much angst? It's the angst of when you get sucked into a Facebook fight with someone who is like maybe a robot because the, every point they're making doesn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> then you don't know what's real anymore and then you just go over to Pornhub and forget all about it. That's what this song makes you think of? Pornhub. Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> just go straight there. I know who's jerking off while they were listening to this <laughs> Trevor Reznor, actually. Trevor actually. <laughs> he was the first person. Aren't we all yeah. jerking off? Kind of. S- slipping away. <laughs> I mean, listening to Nine Inch Nails is like a, a giant circle jerk. Only more satisfying. Or extremely disappointing. I mean, the, the, the kids that came out of emo kids in the 90s, <laughs> like, most certainly were made while listening to that <laughs> music. I mean, like, there's no doubt about that. Right. No, like, and Closer specifically. Like, yeah. that, that's specifically the song that led to many children. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few tours I wish I could travel through time and see, and the self-destruct tour is absolutely one of them. Yeah. Like, he pulled out every single stop. Yeah. And it's funny how, like, that, that tour was so intense that it still has reverberations yep. through the next couple of albums. Because, um, yeah, The Fragile is basically about him rediscovering his identity, like, who am I yeah. after all this? Mm-hmm. After I saw a guy, like, you know, hammer railroad spike through his scrotum, <laughs> you know... <laughs> For fun. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. And yeah, I think I'd go the, the Bowie tour first, and then I'd definitely... Oh. Th- then I'd go the Fragile tour after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the Bowie tour would be, you know, Trent's obviously doing his best to impress his hero. Right. Mm-hmm. So, he's, so he's gonna be as professional while also crazy at the same time. Yeah. And then you get to see fucking Bowie after that, so... I always identify with Trent so much when I see him in interviews, because he, like... I don't know if he gets starstruck so much, but he, he's, like, only prepared to answer, like, one question. Yeah. And he's like, I've got the perfect line. And yeah. All and, and then, then after then that, he just, question. like, crosses his arms <laughs> and, like, rubs his, his, el- like, his elbows. And he's like, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry for the answer that I provided. <laughs> and that's, that's just kind of me in life. Oh, wait. I liked the beginning of this. Sorry, you can, don't let me control your volume. I like the beginning. I'm a big fan of this. this. You're listening to The Great Collapse. You're listening is, to Trent Talk. <laughs> which is the only, well, one of two new songs on this on this EP? Brand new. Brand new. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, it's not a remix of anything? No, right? this is a brand new song. And this is the thing at the time when this came out. Like, this, this album was pretty much universally hated when it came out, if I remember correctly. Huh. Because The Fragile just came out and was pretty amazing, I think, from critically and by fans. And then this thing came out, and people were like, yeah, I don't think that's really the next thing we wanted out of you, but I, I think the problem is, like, when bands do this all the time, not, not as much as Nin, they're not as prolific, but they put out an album, and 
the fragile got them noticed by a group of mainstream that weren't paying attention. They were just mm-hmm. the closer band. They were just the gritty industrial band that like they hadn't were... made an album in four years, so there was this gap 100%. where they were able to generate this whole new wave of and, fandom. And when they came out with it, it was such a powerful double album. People had to take notice, and they were getting bigger and better reviews than they had before. Yeah. So people who weren't in the know that knew that Trent just put out these weird halos in between releases saw this as the next quote-unquote release. Yeah. And were like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. And that's a, it's a bummer. I, I'm sure Trent didn't give a shit because that's kind of his MO is not right. to give a shit. But it kind of sucks for people who just jump on the bandwagon and then immediately were turned off because they didn't want Three Star Fuckers remixes and they didn't know who the fuck Gary Newman was. Right. Like, you right. Know, that kind of thing. Also, like, can you imagine being, like... Somebody who became a fan of Nine Inch Nails because of the perfect drug. And then oh, they were, man. and then just like nothing ah. ever sounds like that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I still like it. Oh, I love that song. But yeah, you know, I, I think <laughs> hey! I, I, I love Perfect Drug. But I think you're 100 right. That song is so not like any of the albums. Yeah. That if you did like that song, there's nothing for you elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Not at any part in no, his career. Nothing else. And again. if you were, if you. Looked at Trent as being this sort of like vampiric, yeah. gothic, at like what it's like a Edward Gorey. Yeah. The whole video was inspired by. Yeah. It's a Lost Highway uh, movie soundtrack, right? Yes. 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 I don't Lost think it Highway. had anything to do with it. It almost had a Bram Stoker Dracula feel. Yeah, that was his most I long fingernail. Loved it. <laughs> but I was also like into that shit. Yeah. Like. 97, I was 10, I was into the vampires. I wanted yeah. to be a vampire. Who among us didn't want to be a vampire? Who among us? I really love this pop music throughout the whole song. It's almost like... Rock, robot, rock. <laughs> Isn't it? Right? I don't know that. Palm muting? That's when, like, you you hold your palm against the strings of the guitar as you strum oh. them, and it goes chunk. It goes like chunk. Yeah. It just kind of hit. Chunk, 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 chunk. I heard paw, and then I thought about my cat. <laughs> Hi. I don't uh, know uh, guitar well, not stuff. Not only did you hear paw, you heard mew. Paw mew. Like, Where's my kitty? Paw mute. You see how he's just like jet- he's just sitting on the counter next to the chicken. Wait, the chicken's still there. Being very patient. Yeah. Oh wow. Impressive. He's being patient. <laughs> You're not getting it, boy. I think The Great Collapse is one of the songs that actually people actually liked out of this whole thing. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. So there's some new music. Oh, I'll take this. It's yeah. not bad. Okay. It's mostly just him yelling, though, yeah. while this cool like guitar chunk goes on. And I think people did misidentify this as a remix because it uses lyrics from The Wretched. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is what it feels like. Yep. And now we're listening to The Wretched. Hey! hey! It's kind of weird that they, like, I don't know, most remix albums these days like it's like the name of the song and then like you know this person's remix next uh-huh. to it this album doesn't really have that as no. much which is kind of confusing not only this is, is it, just called The Wretched not only is it confusing but it fucks with my last FM statistics <laughs> and that shit's been pissing me off since 2007 yeah if you go on Min Wiki tracks like this are just called version yeah yeah yep. on um on Spotify they have like dash remix yeah and I think the um all the Starfuckers. Yeah, like this one's AS, this one's. I think DO. Yeah. Yeah, for the, the other guys who were on it that so, aren't Resner. Thanks, fucking Spotify, for at least giving a shit. <laughs> I was disappointed in this album. I didn't realize to looking at that there really isn't any star power on this thing. Like, looking at uh, Further Down the Spiral, 
he got uh, Adrian Ballou to play guitar mm-hmm. on, I think, at least one track, if not two. And that was, for me, I was like, oh my god, I love King Crimson, like, here's, mm-hmm. like, the meeting of these two worlds that are fantastic. On this, there really isn't a guy... Excuse me, are you not familiar with Telephone Tel Aviv? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very familiar, and my statement still stands, <laughs> that there really isn't that... What is... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Senor Tel Aviv and, and Tresner have, have worked multiple times together. <laughs> Monsieur Tel Aviv. Monsieur Tel Aviv. Uh, but it's just not, yeah, it's not there, unfortunately. <sighs> That's okay. Uh, this remix is good. It's Yeah, I like muted. this thing that it's going to do. I think, is this the one that picks up? Have yeah. we heard this before? Yeah. It kind of gets stompy. I don't think this is on... Like, I think a couple of the Starfuckers and um, 10 Miles High are yeah. on Halo 15. Single. Yeah, the, yeah, the single you yeah. can't find anywhere. Yeah. Except on eBay for $75. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it's right here. It does pick up. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. I will drop the bass only once. Oh, Yeah, <laughs> kind of a year zero we baseline that's happening, right? Yeah. It's got like kind of sawtooth edge to it. Totes. I'm a fan. I dig. Discussion point. Go for it. Is Nine Inch Nails music for cat people? Because I'm a cat person. I'm a cat Players person. A clap, cat person. I, I am also a cat person. Yay! A cat person. Yeah. I feel like it's cat. It's a cat person band. Well, they're, I mean, they're an emotional band, right? Like, right. They, they yeah. tap into your, your deepest, darkest emotions, and usually people who uh, wear their emotions on their sleeve tend to be more cat people right. than dog people. More, more stressed out, in general. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver! Or chicken people. Speaking of yeah. cat people, get in the chicken. Tell the dogs to drink. But um, I, I did a little research, and um, so in the closure video, uh, you can see Trent with his golden retriever, Maze, um, as you know, as they're going from place to place, yeah, hanging out in hotel rooms and whatever, maze. Yeah, yeah. maze or Maisie. Uh, online, I saw it spelled M A I S E. We can say Maisie. I'd go with Maisie. Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. But that's spelled with another I. Maybe he's from the future and he knew that Maisie Williams. Let's just say Maisie. I like Maisie a lot better. Yeah. Let's say Masisi. Big corn fan. So this was on Quell magazine from April 1995. On the road, Trent tells me he goes through phases, self-destruct mode, repair mode, and then enjoy life mode, followed by self-destruct mode. Um, So anyway, uh, just before Christmas, he felt himself nudging towards self-destruct mode, and then something pulled him headlong into it. He and his golden retriever, Maisie, had been together for three years. She was visiting him on tour. But then when he came off stage in Columbus, Ohio, something was wrong. Come right now, they said. It's Maisie. Maisie had been playing. She had jumped over a railing, expecting there to be the same ground on the landing side as the leaping side. Uh, it was 50 feet down. No! Oh, man. Don't that's really, horrendous. Don't really need to finish the rest of that story. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's his home state, too, right? Ohio? No, he's yeah. Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. yeah, that's right. Mercer. Um, so... That was like I was on. That was during the self-destruct tour. That his oh, like man. his his favorite little pupper decided to take a jump into the arms of God. Uh, wow. Yeah, and that, uh, that explains the next album. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's pretty much deepest pain because I mean we all we all assume the fragile was about his grandmother and kicking heroin and and breaking up with his his man friend uh, Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Man friend. <laughs> Marilyn Man friend. Um, <laughs> but I think I think there were some tinges of Maisie in there. You yeah. Know? 
because yeah. it's the day the whole world went away. And you are kind of the whole world to an animal. That's true. That's true. That's a bummer. Uh, maybe wearing this together now, you know, maybe a little little dog uh, friendly as well. That's that's tough, man. Yeah, you and me. Aww. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, it's like it's such a dramatic way to lose your pet too. Yeah. It's, oh God, yeah. It's it's not just a standard like oh you know she was old had Sick. some had the respiratory yeah. thing or whatever. She like, jumped over a no, railing, <laughs> fell fifty feet, Oof. she broke her back. There was there was, there was probably there was probably no. some Maisie on the floor after they. Uh, no. her so, <laughs> sorry guys. You're really really picking this one up here, but hammering I'm a cat that person, home. but I don't want to hear about a dog yeah, being. That's not good. Mooshed. If I can ask an on-topic question, <laughs> I don't know, sure. I don't know how, how friendly. I mean, why? Those. I know, really. Uh, what uh, is there a song on the Fragile that you wish would have got a remix instead of these three Star Funk remixes? Please, don't have to think about it. Please. I just, I oh, I thought you were like, yeah. please, any song. <laughs> Yeah, please would have been. Could have been good. Please is my fave. Yeah. Um, this bullshit you're hearing is the is the first Starfuckers <laughs> remix. It's not quite enough yet. Yeah. Um, agreed. But I thought, yeah, I'd love to hear more. Please. I mean, it's pretty much perfect in its original album incarnation. But mm-hmm. playing around more with that sort of like that sort of whirling guitar, uh, you know, it he uses a phaser on a ton of stuff. Yeah. But it really works on Please. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's got this great build. The le- I think his vocal melody on Please is terrific, too. But yeah, there's no remix of Please anywhere on the horizon. Um, what, what's yours? No, no, please, you go ahead. Please. It's your... Please. It's your podcast. Uh, it's my podcast. I would say... I don't fucking know. Um, I guess I could stand more of the cute Lemaire stuff. Yeah. There's not one of Great Below, is there? No, not um, on here. I think further down the spiral yet. has one. I don't know. No, because that's downward spiral. Yeah, it's earlier. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Dingus. I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What are those? Because I, I don't like all these... <laughs> I couldn't Fucking. tell, was that you or was that the song? It's so accurate. It was Donald it. Duck. Um, I don't like these remixes. I want something chill and fucking, yeah. That's the thing, like, Starfuckers, I think, was a was a well already tapped, like, by, like, the, the first three lines of the first song. You well, know, we it doesn't, get a there was remix. nowhere else to go. There wasn't, there's not a remix of The Frail, I mean, The Fragile. No, they're the fra- the yeah, fragile. not the fragile. Thank God, because I'm tired of that fucking song. <laughs> I'd say fragile or La Mer. I La Mer would have been my answer on that one. I, I'd like to see what else somebody could do. Yeah, with just um, take that piano, exactly. put it underwater. Do that, that's the thing is like good remixes to me take like the strongest aspect of what already exists in the song and then does something mm-hmm. interesting with it. Like I'm assuming there are three Starfucker remixes because that song not only was a single, it was also like the most controversial song we on the album. This. Uh, oh, the air horns? That's yeah. all that was fucking missing the is worst, the air raid siren. The worst part was the air horns, this fucking thing. But, like, like I could see why people made remixes of this song. Like, it was the most exciting song. And if you... I remember buying this album, or buying The Fragile, and being like, yeah, Star Fox is cool. Like, I get what yeah. you're saying. It's really funny. I liked it when I was a 15-year-old Yeah, I got boy. the Yale fucker. Like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> but, like, uh... But, yeah, it's a bummer that it got so much attention. For It's one of... It's honestly in the pantheon of male songs. I wouldn't even put it in the top 50. What was the radio edit of when I uh, and when I suck you off, not a drop will go to waste. And when, and when I suck you off, not a waste. Well, I think not <laughs> I a think drop. Was a <laughs> <laughs> not a will go to waste. Yeah. 
Yeah, drop is a very controversial word. Pretty suggestive. Pretty suggestive. It's yeah. a bummer. Oh, um, I, I, I have a couple of quotes. I have a couple of quotes that might soften the blow of uh, the Maisie story I told. Um, so Quell, I guess apropos of nothing, asked him, "Which kiss will you remember forever?" And I, and I think they were asking about women. And then Trent, Trent, it says parentheses, extremely long pause. I don't know. Are no kisses coming to mind, or various kisses? I think this was a French magazine. Um, right. A variety of ones that are pretty high up there. It's the combination of the right environment and the right set of lips. So it's a ranking problem rather than a memory problem. <laughs> yeah, a lengthy pause from my dog, Maisie, licking me on the mouth after I had passed out drinking. I was sleeping with my mouth open, and Maisie never does that normally. Do you kiss back? A little kiss back. I prefer to kiss her on the side of the mouth rather than going right in. It's kind of incestuous, you understand, because she's part of the family. Aww. Aww. He is very much a dog person. That was, yeah. What a sweet little peanut. That's Who do you like to kiss, Mr. Reznor? Who got even weirder. Who do you ones. like to kiss? Yeah, you kiss the dog back? Give a little like, tug? He's German. <laughs> yeah, I don't. French. Uh, yeah, French is harder. Yeah, French. I don't like doing a French accent. They I thought about it in my head and I was do, like, yeah. yeah, I thought about it in my head and then I was just like, I don't want to do that all out loud. They'd rather you not. Yeah. It. yeah. Mm-hmm. That reminds me. What? So, so, I've been forced to listen to, like, I think six remixes of Starfuckers altogether. Yeah. So one of the ways I was distracting myself through the remix is I went to a text-to-speech engine and just started messing around with different accents, and this was my favorite. <laughs> Do a different language. Uh, the, the Finnish <laughs> one is really good, too. Starfuckers <laughs> Incorporated. Don't do Russian. Perfect. Russian is less fun. Aww. I tried all of them. That's I tried Yeah, that doesn't sound like it. In Russia, fun has you. <laughs> Too militant. Uh, Basque is pretty good. But also, um, one thing you can do with this engine, which is oddcast.com, um, you can also screw around uh, with. with what place? It gives you effects, too. Sure. So I like doing the Irish accented English. Starfuckers Incorporated. But Moira. then, Moira. But then also you can hit it with. Um, I like to do. Bullhorn. Yeah, I like to do a lower pitch <laughs> for Moira. And you'd be surprised how bad these filters are. They no longer sound human. Starfuckers Incorporated. <laughs> wow. Like kill face. Starfuckers Incorporated. <laughs> It sounds like a protocol droid from Star Hold Wars. On. I want to just like make a little video of this. Dude, you can make a ringtone. That's yeah. fantastic. Hold on, so this is Moira, the robot. I'll tell you when I'm ready. Morbot. Okay, go. Starfuckers Incorporated. <laughs> it's actually, you can understand it. Like, that's pretty nice. It's very clear. Yeah, very very well enunciated. You can also hit it with right reverb. Starfuckers Incorporated. So now she's announcing it at an airport. Of course, yeah. Um, right. Oh, oh, my God. Please, please pick up the okay, this, I'm going I'm to stop with this right here. Um, this is what they think a whisper sounds like. Incorporated. <laughs> 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 yeah, it goes, it goes full on Alien Queen. Yeah. <laughs> the hive cluster is under attack. <laughs> exactly. Video games. We will kill the alliance. Well done. KKKKK. <laughs> anyway, so that's one of the ways I survived these remixes. <laughs> Woo! By not listening to them. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I was able to drop in my own little yeah. star fuckers. I will say that's the worst remix of the three. But, I believe. Oh. No. That's the worst one. No. You think so? 
Yeah. Alright. The so, next one. Oh, I think the next one's the best one. Boink, boink, boink. We'll see. We'll fight. And I, how do you even, like, follow up something as beautiful as the Frail Remix? Oh, uh, I just can't. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> Alright, crank this bitch up! It's about to go This is why we listen. <laughs> Thanks. Not do they have the sense to leave in the beautiful opening part and not ruin it with fucking air raid sirens. Quack, 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 quack! Okay. So good. Right? I'll let it keep going for a <laughs> I feel like I'm getting emotional listening to it, and that makes me uncomfortable sitting next to the two of you. Pour it out, buddy. <laughs> what you feel. I just, I just miss my dog. No. So, as, as someone who hasn't listened to all of your episodes, and I apologize. No, no. I don't know your, I don't know your personal history with uh, seeing them live. Have you seen them live? If so, was it good? Was it bad? Was I saw them in the Lights in the Sky tour in 2008, which okay. is pretty much the greatest time yeah. <laughs> outside outside of like you know the the raw and wild days of self-destruct sure. tour i think lights in the sky would be one i wanted to see them and i did see them and the thing is it's like giant sold out arena shows yeah so like there's not a lot of moving around or interacting with the music at all you're just kind of witnessing it you're watching the show yeah yeah it but stationary but still rocking out it was unbelievable though like they worked with like this effects company that lower, lowered like these three mesh grids that yeah. you could see through yeah. And then they would project like whole three-dimensional worlds around the band. That's um, is it the same as the the fucking beside you in time DVD? It might be. Oh wait, this is my favorite sample. It'll come back. <laughs> um, is that it? Just the ones? Um, I only did see them one time. Yeah. And not to. It's got too late. I saw them, well I technically saw them during the self-destruction tour, because my mom couldn't find a babysitter, so when I was seven I went. Naturally, I mean you're not going to not see Nine Inch Nails. And I don't have really any memory of it at all. It got in there I think. That's a bummer. Yeah. And then I actually intentionally saw (laughs) them um, during the Ninja Stretch of the Wave Goodbye tour. With uh, Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I don't really like Jane's Addiction. I really wanted to see one of the two incredible Chicago shows, but my boyfriend at the time insisted on going all the way down to Indianapolis to see Jane's Addiction, too. And it was a shorter set. They didn't play anything outstanding. They didn't end with In This Twilight, you fuckface. Yeah, they, that was the closing set. <laughs> yeah, that, that became the eventual closing. They did open sure. with Home, though, which was incredible. Okay. Um, but... I also saw them in 2014 uh, with Soundgarden, no big deal. <laughs> That's right, that was the, yeah. The other wave goodbye but, tour. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> but the bummer was that... No, we really needed this time tour. Right? But, but they didn't. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. though, we're going away. Um, the, 
the bummer was that it was a really short set because it was a double headline. Yep, just like Ninja. Just like Ninja. Yeah. The fuck? They're so respectable, those guys. I do love Soundgarden, though, and I may have been a little emotional during a few of the songs. Sure. Especially Spoon Man. Just kidding. <laughs> the most emotional Soundgarden song. Spoon Man! That's my soup-eating anthem. <laughs> Stole that one from H. Michael Cray. Do you eat heroin in your soup? Don't judge me. <laughs> Just let that one go. Uh, I've seen them five times, I believe. Aww. We didn't ask. I know. <laughs> and I, and I Nobody asked you. And how many times did they close within this toilet? Zero. Yeah. Because it was pre... Uh, the last Pretty time good. I saw them was the, the when they were supposed to be done forever, which was the Bonnaroo show in Tennessee. Okay, but I have two questions for you. Hit me with it. Did a perfect circle open for one of the shows? Nope. Yes. Okay. The Queens of the Stone Age. Open yes. For Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, even worse was the, so the Queens of Stone Age tour. I saw them twice on that tour: once in Sac and once in oh. Oakland. Oh. But Death from Above 1979 was supposed to open as well, but they broke oh. up a week before oh, I saw no. them. And they're back together, aren't they? They are, yeah. They so are. I've sensed seen them, but that was a heartbreaking that moment That would have been me. so fucking I was, I was pissed. Um, I found out about that show yeah. after the fact, too. I mean, I'm wearing a Queens of Stone Age hoodie that I bought at one of their shows. I've seen them No big deal. But it would have been amazing to see them open for Nine Inch Nails. I mean, yeah, it was, but I will say Queens now is better than they were then, honestly. Like, they're, they're a much better band now than they were then. When was that? Ten, like, ten years ago. Yeah. 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 They're just they're they're, they're a better drummer now. Like they, they just yeah. they're a better band now. Mm -hmm. But first I saw them was in UC Davis in like what felt like a cafeteria. It was <laughs> it was their first show comeback uh, on the not year zero. What's the album before year zero? Fifty. Uh, yeah, with teeth. Well, no, the first show. Of the no, that tour. wasn't it. It was with, with the teeth. Oh, with the teeth. With the pizza. Oh, yeah. With the pizza. <laughs> oh, <my pizza>. uh, <laughs> That show was ridiculous and fun, uh, but also, like, super rusty. But the Bonnaroo show is the great one. So that's the one that was, like, 30 tracks. D uh, Dillinger Skate Hunt came out, and they did, like, three oh, shows together. God. Uh, but Death. also one of the worst crowds I've ever been a part of. Well, no. yeah, because it was Bonnaroo. It was just the slimiest, oh, like, no. haven of, like... No. Well, I'm a big I'm a big music festival guy, but really? like ten monitors. I, I love monitors. But really? like You do that, have a beard. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if it comes across my speech, but I do right. have a beard. White man with a beard. Exactly. <laughs> but that was the big thing, and at the end of the set he go he like and he, you know, Trent doesn't talk very much through the shows, like every once in a while he'll make say, maybe say a thing. But he says it just dawned on me this is our last show ever. And like at that moment it was like, Holy oh. fucking shit. Yeah, it was like this big emotional moment. Uh, and then of course it was the last show over, which mm -hmm. he ripped that away from me. But I'm glad other people <laughs> I'm glad other people got to see him after that, although I would have <laughs> rather it be that la that was the last over because it was pretty amazing and That's crazy. 30 plus songs. Yeah, I think this Starfuckers remix is totally superior than the last one. Yeah, Here, um, I, I like the way it starts. There's no I love the way it starts. Hang on. Do you want to go back to it? For fuck's sake. I call it Starfuckers and Ghouls and Ghosts. Because... <laughs> Dude, I am totally Arthur throwing, throwing fucking javelins at zombies. Okay, I gotta appreciate all of your video game references for this one. <laughs> the Capcom remix. I wrote, um... Ugh, why? This is the worst one. <laughs> How do you really feel about it? She has to write these things down. Of so that she'll, rem <laughs> she'll remember she hates them later. <laughs> yeah. If you don't genuinely feel hatred now, then you don't actually hate it. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, uh, Trent, why must you mess with perfection and remix Starfuckers a fourth time? 
Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It was already your masterpiece. Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, <laughs> I agree with the sentiment of maybe It was already a piece. Yes. hey <laughs> It does have like a weird, like later on there's like processed vocals and he uses this technique, I think, I don't know if it's called bit tweaking, but it's that thing where you make like an algorithm that like repeats a mm. chunk of sound over and over in like a mathematical way. Mm. It'll go like, you know, like that. I wonder if there's so many Starfuckers remixes because... He nailed it with the lyrics, but just the music, maybe he was never satisfied with. Maybe he never, like, even the one that made the album just wasn't yeah. perfect to him. And he's like, here's other flavors of this that I had kicking around, you know? I, that reminds me of how much angst. How much angst? It's the angst of when you know you can fix the original Star Wars trilogy with just a few more Jawa antics in the background. Yeah. And then you ruin it. And then, <laughs> and, and then you realize that the things that were wrong with it could never be fixed. Mm. You add 2000s lasers to a 1970s movie. I appreciate, I liked the do-back so much though. <laughs> when I was a kid, it's like I was getting into Jurassic Park and shit, and then it was like, oh, now there's dinosaurs in Star Wars. Anyway. Yeah. Chocolate in my peanut butter. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are monsters. Uh, yeah, we should probably skip this, because we already heard most Can of we, it. And please? I feel like this is like a war crime to make people listen to <laughs> Or Star Fucks are remakes that they really have to. A war crime. Is that an air raid siren? That's true. But Where finally, th- I, it's not finally. I don't know why I said that one. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. But I love this remix. I love the song Maybe I'm Crazy. This has got, this has got Telephone Tel Aviv. That's right. You can Teflon tell Man. that. Teflon Tel Aviv. <laughs> you sure can tell. Yeah, it's got that real Tel Aviv, you know. You can just hear it. You can just hear the Tel I don't even know, yeah. It might have, I mean, I'm not a huge electronic music scholar, but there is a genre that came from Israel called Goa. (laughs) No? Are we really going to Goa there? Wow. So so there might be some... So that's done. We're done. All right. You know what? You know what? Never mind. Wow. I will say Danny Loner's name is attached to this, and Danny Loner probably does the best Perfect Circle remixes. You heard of him? He does a great Judith remix mm. and a great uh, another Three Leavers remix. They're both fantastic. Oh, he did that? He did, yeah. Like the the one if you've the heard. The one, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's Danny Loner and there's the Reinholder one. Those are both stellar, but some yeah. of them are just great stuff. Where was a Perfect Circle in their discography in 2000? Had they even formed? They had not made an album 2001 yet. is when Meridinum came out. Ah. So this is actually tapeworm time. Have you guys uh, brought up yeah. tapeworm yet on the podcast? Uh, we haven't brought it up. Not. Oh. We did play with the Meathead Perspectives tapeworm builder, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll show it to you after the thing. You can basically make your own cartoon with Maynard and Trent <laughs> and various poses. And Atticus and Dan. Very, it's very fun. It's Fantastic. funny. Fantastic. Um, I mean, if you want to give a little... A little background to, to tapeworm? Yeah. So Tapeworm was to be the, the greatest industrial heavy metal supergroup of the early 2000s, late 1990s, and it was Trent Reznor, uh, it was Atticus, right? Yep. It was uh, Sir Maynard, mm-hmm. and... A- James Keenan. Uh, oh, cool. well, you have to yeah, say all three. There aren't that many other Maynards <laughs> Lord in the music Sir industry. Lord, <laughs> James And I believe Billy Howardell was the fourth member. No, it was um, Josh Freese. Oh, it was Josh Freese. Yeah, the, who's the also from a perfect circle. Yeah, he's from, he's from everything. From everything, he, yeah. I think he played with, like... It would have been cool if Howardell would have been, though. Carly Rae Jepsen. I think later on, <laughs> Trent brought him on the road as well. Like... So, uh, Freese? Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this was a, a, a collaboration between the four of them. They recorded an entire album together. 
that then was buried in a mountain of legal bullshit between everyone's record labels, because they were all different labels, mm-hmm. and also, uh, they're, they're, this town is not big enough for the two of us, is basically the way to describe Maynard James Keenan and, uh, and Trent Reznor in a room together. So, yeah. nothing would ever happen, Trent locked it in a vault forever, and then uh, Maynard, with his band, re-recorded one of the songs for what, what the, the uh, Perfect Circle. Uh, re-recorded one of the songs for the Constantine soundtrack, and then superbly pissed off Trent Reznor. Yeah, and that was that was also on, um, or a remix of it. So a remix of it was on Constantine. Yes. But the actual song was on Thirteen Step, and it was no. No, no, it's on it's on Constantine soundtrack. The nurse who loved me is a tapeworm. Song. Oh, is that also a tapeworm song? I didn't so know that. So he did two of he them. He did two then. Yeah. Because the Constantine soundtrack had. I forget the name of that song, but that's the that's the that was the the tipping point. That's what I think brought all that shit step, back up to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay, so but I hated that album. I hated Thirteen Step. I hated it. Doesn't it have Judith on there? No, no that's, that's not. Yeah. Well, so it's okay. <laughs> well, you can come on my Perfect Circle podcast. And we'll, oh, I'll be on Perfect Circle. <laughs> I don't know. Short <laughs> podcast. Can we have a Perfect Circle podcast? It'll be two episodes where I just go. In a good way, and then in a bad way, and then it's over. And then we do a and then, podcast. and then we can go into. Imagine Oh yeah, we can do the Perfect Circle re- like cover album where I kill myself. Mm. Live on air. Yeah. Yeah. That, think of the ratings. Yep. Oh. Podcast Nielsen's. I think I don't know if he's still doing it. That was a good break right there. Yeah, okay, then it goes into my how much angst. Yes, how much angst. So, he's asking where is everybody because he's been assimilated by a cybernetic society and he can't find where his friends are because he doesn't quite get it. You mean the board? Where is everybody? Yeah, basically like the board. I didn't want to say the board because we don't don't have rights to the board. Yeah, CBS will be there. I mean, all I do is reference other intellectual properties. But that's so, CBS. I mean. They're the smallest yeah. strength. Don't fuck with CBS. <laughs> don't get you guys. Don't mess with Texas. Don't fuck with CBS. Everybody knows that. It's on license plates. It's on license plates. The funny thing about that is, like, if Texas was really not to be messed with, why would you need to tell everyone, like... I mean, it's basically the badass who goes around telling everyone what a badass he is. We're also talking about the state that says Remember the Alamo, which was a battle that they lost! lost. <laughs> So, if you're looking for logic, I apologize. Yes! There we go. Finally, the highlight of the album. They played this live yes. in my Ninja tour. One of the grimiest songs to see live if you're in a pit of people. In a good way. If you're a fan of grime. Yeah. Oh, I love grime. Yeah, well, She's so yeah. cute. <laughs> no, I just mean that. plural types of grime. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's start a Grimes podcast. Grimes just kidding. Just be me. Claire talks about Claire. That's her name. <laughs> Getting grimy with Claire. So where does this rank on your favorite Trent Doesn't covers? cover? Number one. Really? Love it. Yeah. Because he did... Well, I do love Get Down, Make Love. Yeah. Pretty great. Physical. You, you're trying to get me to show my hand and pick, pick my face? Who did that song, Physical? That's on, uh, fixed. Yeah, well, but... Broken. That's on the That's a Olivia Newton song. No! It's not that one. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a complete... Cur- <laughs> I'm gonna throw a complete curveball at that question. <laughs> uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Oh, okay. 
That's not a recorded. Uh, well, he did it with. It is. Saul Williams. Yeah. He, co- he collaborated. Okay. Yeah. He okay. collaborated yeah. with Saul Williams on really the rise quick. and liberation of Nicky Tardust, which included I a cover of. I actually really love his version of U2's Zoo Station. Oh. No, I love. Oh. No, my favorite night. Fuck my life. Is it considered a Nine Inch Nails cover? His cover of Immigrant Song. With Karen O and I, I think it would have to be a Trent Reznor cover, but we'll accept it. Trent Reznor is nine inch now. We're, we're overlooking my favorite, which is Dead Souls. Uh, Dead Souls. Uh, Why does he do so many good covers? But all great. Thank I you barely, I one. barely recognize it as a cover because I don't know the original like at all. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. I think most of us like that's the thing about his covers. They're not on the nose. They're not like here's the song that people know. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna do it. Here's songs that influence me that I really like. Then he takes them on a left turn. <laughs> exactly. Especially like, the Queen song. But this is like a song that so like good. Gary Newman could be proud of. Like mm-hmm. an industrial forefather, Trent Reznor mm-hmm. is now like industrializing the shit out of it and does a great fucking job. Oh yeah, wait. I like this little. Hold on, really quick. It didn't. It didn't do what I wanted. <laughs> It's further. It's further down the spiral. Oh, wait, Shia says. Which, as I think Claire re- realizes, is a lead-in to a silly and pointless joke. It's Gary Newman on this song? <laughs> I thought it was the, the, the quadrupedal superhero Newman. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> G-N-U-Man. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's like a yak. Alright, never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> my favorite part about this song is earlier today when we were talking about it, and you messaged me to say, Well, I bet you know more about Gary Newman than I do. I don't. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert! I'm unfamiliar. He has a song about cars? He does. Question mark? That's yeah. where he feels safe. Yeah, yeah. See, you know more about Gary Newman than I do. <laughs> The great thing about Gary Newman and covers is that Fear Factory covered Cars and then got him to sing on it Whoa. with them. I think that's always a great move if someone covers your song is to actually join them in the cover. Why not? That's great. This song's great, though. And also, it's like half the song, the, the last half is just this. Yeah. It's just this. It's just this, and I love it. So the thing that I liked, and I'm not going to go back to it, is when he does the who are you and how can I, and it's like... Like I can go back. Up. I would love to go back and hear that. Uh, yeah, it's this. Okay, well, let's go back to the... <laughs> the dance party. Dance party. I can see a lot of sweaty dreads swinging as I yep. as I listen to this. Sweaty blonde dreads. Mm, yep. What? Yep. Them Babylon dreads. I didn't mean to like hate any of our listeners who are white and have dreadlocks, but I hate you. Unless you're Robin Fink. In which case, what's up, dude? Robin, I love you. You can have whatever you want on your head. Like my... Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say like my face, and I was like, his face. <laughs> Your face is That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna sit on Robin Fink's face. He's too old. Just kidding. You're beautiful. Ageist. <laughs> and he just unliked us, huh? Ageism. <laughs> Wait, did we have a like? No. Okay. That's a, that, if that would be a. Liked our podcast on Facebook. I would literally shit my pants. That would be a coup. Not figuratively. I would. I think. Literally wait, wait, shit wait, 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 wait. Does you talking you two to me like Trent talk? 
No, but they, they liked they liked a post. They liked a post ah. that I posted tagging them in it. It would just it would be asking too much for them to just like the podcast. They're busy. They're, they have all those albums to go through. Yeah. yeah. You think they listen to our podcast? Like, oh great, another podcast that took an idea off of our podcast. You just described every podcast though. Well, I mean, we all know it started with Serial, the first podcast. <laughs> Ever, yeah. And yeah. everything is sort of a Handed deviation down from, our Lord. from that formula. Ira Glass. <laughs> Ira Glass cast. Yeah. I don't have anything more to say about this, but I don't want to turn it off. It's pretty great. It's, I mean, it's, it's the clear highlight of the album. Yeah. It's so good. So, the conclusion that we've come to is that there's no best cover that he's done. No, they're because all good. Because they're all incredible. Yeah, they're all good. I'm actually not big on Get Down, Make Love. What? I'm not big on it. I think it's just because it's, like, what, what he does with his voice, he's not ready for. Like, he does, he tries to sort of, like, hit this range that he doesn't have. Until the fragile. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> he, he doesn't yeah, fully but, open up until the fragile. Yeah. But it, he takes a huge risk making it because it's so unlike him. To do it. And I gave him points for that. And I think it says a lot for him to be like, here's the first cover I'm ever gonna do, and it's by Queen. I don't know. I love it. I give you mate. Oh no, what is it? The um you know that Johnny Cash song he did. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot hurt. I think my favorite song that Trent Russell ever covered. Um, was hurt by it was Johnny so nice Cash. of them to do it before he died too, to really, <laughs> right? to really show him how much they appreciated him and everything he did for industrial music. <laughs> and I think that um, white pain, you mean? Yes. Also, I think that Soundgarden covering Johnny Cash's song "Rusty Cage" was mm-hmm. also pretty mm-hmm. incredible. Yep, and it was bold of, to, of Trent to put in shit instead of thorns. On yeah. The crown part. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was really going for that edgy part mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Just a bold changing man. it up. We're about to get. Ten, Ten miles, miles high. Um, so, <laughs> fun fact: this is almost exactly the same version that you would get on the uh, "We're in This Together" mm-hmm. single, single in Europe and Japan. Uh, it's but just they shorter. It's shorter, and they switch the stereo channels. Oh yeah! So I what is that. left becomes right. What is right becomes left. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pandemonium. Is that like here. a southern hemisphere, like walking <laughs> down the toilet? The toilet went the other way! <laughs> yeah, if you listen to this, it'll magnetize your hard drive. Perfect. Alright, well, maybe we shouldn't listen to it <laughs> on your computer. I'm getting quosa. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who did you do one of last time? I did Elmer Fudd. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did that. I was like, didn't you do a fucking? Hey man, I have a punch list. All right, I need to have like a few. <laughs> I need to have like three stupid puns, two impressions. I, I, I love that because I'm just like, ah, uh, well, I guess I kind of wrote a joke. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that you can find the humor while we're here in this place together. It's a safe space. Let's workshop it. Let's workshop it. <laughs> I'm getting closer to, uh, I don't know. I don't fucking... Oh, you're doing one? No. I don't know why I always go into that voice when I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah. have something spiffy to say. Listen here, boys. Yeah, so you go transatlantic. <laughs> I have nothing. I feel like my problem is that, like, if the music's too good... My brain can't joke about it. My brain is just like, this is too good. And if it's just like so fucking bad, I'm just 
it just sort of like powers that like my brain goes into sleep mode. It's like just press enter when you're ready to turn back on. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, speaking of brain dead things, um, Nine Inch Nails was referenced in Sally Forth. What's that? It's a it's like a family friendly syndicated comic strip. Um, and yeah, I found that on the, the way. So there's a fan page out there, nin-pages.de, and you'll have to translate. You'll have to translate it all from German, and it's table-based, you know, 2002 oh, this is web beautiful. design. Um, but it, it, that it's a really good resource. It has like a comprehensive list of all these like. There, I guess there's never been an actual book made about Nine Inch Nails. There's been a lot of like pamphlets and like novellas and shit. Um, uh, there is one. Oh, two- I've had this. I've yeah, this we one. got the Martin Huxley one. Oh, reference. you do? Yeah, I got that one. Oh, anyway, my bad. Well, I've, but I've actually bought it. There's the an store. actual, um, what I was looking for is a, a book made later on, because everything about Nine Inch Nails was written before 97 yeah, for some before reason. before the fragile. But there was an actual book that came out by Tommy Udo, Nine Inch Nails, 231 pages of Nin goodness. Ooh. But I checked out reviews on Amazon, and it said, like, can this guy, is this guy literate? Like, there's just oh, so no. many spelling <laughs> errors, and that's the thing. I guess... That's not good. Yeah, none of the Nine Inch Nails uh, rock biographies have passed through the gates of, like, rock (laughs) academia. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's not a lot I mean, historically a pretty private guy, so it's not like someone's ever going to sit down and just spill the beans and get all the actual answers out of them. It's probably going to be a mix of, you know, critical reactions and, like, maybe deep thoughts, but... And it's like Nine Inch Nails is, like, right on the threshold of being a band important enough to merit, like, a whole, like, you know... Investigative rock biography, yeah. but not quite because it's just one dude and the recording history is so all over the place. I don't know. Do you really think oh, that? Like shit. That? I was oh. talking about Sally Forth. <laughs> so on Nin pages, they actually have a whole section for comics. Yeah, Nin info. Yeah, they have a section for comics, and one of them, comics, is a Sally Forth cartoon. Um, Black and white. So, okay, yeah. I mean, did you guys ever read the funny pages growing sure, up? Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't recognize Sally Forth, though. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it was where, I mean, in it's my... It's like some family circle shit. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a less Christian family circle. <laughs> uh, they, they have a That's little That's how bit, I like my family circle. Yeah. Godless. Yes. Godless! <laughs> Pagan family circle. So, uh, you want to mm-hmm. be daughter and I'll be mom? Who, me? Yeah. If All you right. guys want to roleplay, I can leave. Here, here <laughs> okay, scene one. Hey, mommy. Interior, um, kitchen. Could you send Dad out of town on Halloween? What now? Damn. Damn, Mom. This is all about your growing up. <laughs> it's like the opposite of your mom. He says he's coming to my party dressed as the drummer for Nine Inch Nails. Is that some kind of band? And maybe you could go with him. But then who would play the embarrassing parent role? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sensible chuckles all around. I mean, the funny thing is, like, they were, they have no idea who they're talking about. Yeah, oh, (laughs) that is very clear. They just picked, like, who's, like, a controversial man. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, they don't know. Also, why would it, so, if... You're gonna come have some blonde guy who doesn't talk a lot. If this tween Maybe. was actually a fan of rock music and Nine Inch Nails, why would it not be cool to have your dad be Chris Vrenna or whoever it was at the time? Wouldn't it have been Clouser or Elon? Oh, yeah. yeah, one of those. Well, well it doesn't say when this came anything out, Anything right? in between. But <laughs> What year did this come out? Let's get to the bottom Let's of it. Let's check this comic strip. 
But I want to know who the drummer is. That's clear. It's it's very clearly like an out of touch person's reference where you just plug in different things and like uh, yeah. a drummer, nine inch nails, the thing P spot. Yeah, it's Twitter. just like you throw, you put you put some A with some a B, and then you have a current event. Yep. Called Sally Forth. Yep. Oh, the most current of events. Is this the last song slash? We hit it, we hit it guys. Fuckers. Wow. Yeah. And this one actually is the one like I, I don't like this one either, but <laughs> it's the I one think that like, I might hate this one a lot. The it's least. the one that passes the most for like a modern remix of like oh just like crank it up to like sixteenth beats so you just can do a bunch of E and dance around to it, which is at least the other ones try to be yeah. somewhat arty kind of like they have stops and starts and they pull more pieces from the original. This I would rather like, have a little <laughs> house remix to this just is, you got roll it. to. Yeah. You got it. They did it for you. They knew it's what you wanted. And you know what? I never listened to this. I didn't even listen to this today. I didn't get this far. It's a special surprise, just for you. Who brought the E? Uh, Trent What the hell was I gonna say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this sounds this sounds a lot like the music you'd hear at like a nightclub, but like in the manager's office of the nightclub. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That old fucking joke again. Apparently, I've made that comparison like five times. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Episode nine and the last one. Because was... it's like a dance track, but it's like muted. Mm-hmm. It's like through like through a brick wall or something. Oh. <laughs> Gotta have some break beats. You know what? I do hate this less than the other ones. Yeah? Yeah, it's like a... It's, like a, it's bittersweet. It's uh, Trent trying to do his best Aphex Twin impression. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of Aphex Twin. I mean, he has he worked with Aphex Twin, but after this album. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was I was talking about the bit tweaking, like where you have the algorithms that mess around with your sound and make it make it very digital and trippy. Um, Richard James. Yeah. There. Yeah, that's a very Richard Jamesy. I didn't listen to any of that stuff, so I don't know. You don't know uh, uh, Come to Daddy or I know that Window Liquor or. Rubber Johnny. I'm just not a fan. I, I know that he has a weird face. He has, yeah, he has like a recognizably inbred face. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to those unrecognizable. <laughs> Hiding in the dark. My family members. Just kidding. My family members are beautiful. And none of them are listening to this podcast. So I don't know so why. Tell I'm... the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Oh, my family members. <laughs> so where are why you? do you think I moved all the way to California? <laughs> Where normal people are. Yeah. yeah. 2,000 miles isn't far enough. Yeah, we're pushing an hour 10. This was a longer album than I even thought. Well, we did spend like 15 minutes not talking about it. Mm. And then we did spend like a couple minutes going back and re listening to part of Starfucker. Part Deuce. Deuce. Indeed. We didn't even break for an ad! Oh, shoot. Um. So, res nerds. <laughs> Should we just talk about a podcast? Yeah, let's discuss another great podcast you can hear on the Benview Network. Um, Starting now. Oh, and I'm we're alive, back. Alive <laughs> I know. You know what would be great is actually doing a live ad. What should we discuss? What have you guys been listening to lately? On the Benview Network, I've only really listened to podcast previews. You should, you, you, should, you should try a Pick Your Path. Oh, yeah, Pick Your Path. It's not, I don't think it's like, their new season is still in the works, but their first season is already out. 
it's super innovative. Like it's a choose your own adventure in audio form. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like a radio drama that you can play your way How do you through. Do it? How yeah, do you they do give it? you timestamps? You I mean, I opened it in iTunes and then it has like um Chapters? chapter markings. Oh, okay. So it's like oh, if you get in the time machine, go to chapter fifteen. That's if so you smart. kick the alien in the balls and run away, go to chapter twenty. Who narrates it? Uh, Benson actually does the first episode. Matthew Q. Benson? Yeah. Okay. Q? I have no idea. <laughs> it just seems like a fun middle name. <laughs> uh, and who? So it's it's a ton of fun. And Matthew it's written and it's written by Tim and Andrew, isn't it? Yeah. It's him and Andrew. And, and Andrew we Q. know Lindy. these people. Yeah. Tim Q last name. Hey, I think I think, I think I did pretty good for an off the cuff no, ad. Did good. You did you did good. Kid, you did good. Oh, uh, it's like one of those Goosebumps books, but in audio form. Oh, but those are the bad Goosebumps. No, those are so good. No. I love them. That was the Carnival one. Ugh. That's not a Choose Your Own Adventure one, though. There's a Carnival one that is a Choose Your that's, Own Adventure that's one. That's bad news. We can do a whole ghost Goosebumps hour. Let's do a Goosebumps hour. So Goosebumps jumped the shark when they did the Egg from Mars, which was issue like 90 let's, or something. I don't actually remember Goosebumps. Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. R.L. Stein. He wrote all these kids' horror books. Are you trolling us right yeah, now? Yeah, you got okay. it. <laughs> I was about to break up. The easiest way for me to remember what, Harlan uh, Stein. Po- pocket monsters? Yes. <laughs> monsters in your pocket. Ah. Uh, I have a locket in my pocket. If you ever watch uh, Wheel of Fortune, the letters they give you in the last round are basically R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. Yeah, that's pretty close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close. And then it had the intro sequence. <laughs> no. Like the, the TV show? They had a TV show that they ripped did. off yeah, the Halloween. Yeah, Mark Hamill was in there. Yeah. He played a superhero villain. Super villain is what they called him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Short. Guys, for short. let's see how many Goosebumps titles? titles we can remember just off the cuff. All right, right we got this. What's our, first off, what do we think over under? Ten? Do you think we can do ten? I cannot do one. I think I can do two. I can, I can maybe describe the cover of two goosebumps. No, I, I, I can only... Shit, now that I'm, my mind is like right. narrowing down to one. I'll, I'll start off. Okay. Okay. Say cheese and die. Oh, let's say cheese and die. Um, horror at Camp Jelly Jam? There we go. Jelly Jam? Yeah. There's a dummy on the cover of one of them. <laughs> I, that's, I believe, what it's called. Yeah, it's called There's a Dummy on the Cover of One of Them. <laughs> and it's a guy holding up two books, and he won't yeah. tell you which one. I think it's Night of the Living Dummy. Goosebumps. Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah that's, that's, I remembered a thing. That's the dummy one. Uh, there's the one with the uh, the librarian who's actually a monster, and I forget. The name of that one. <laughs> I think that's the librarian who's actually yeah. a monster. There's uh, uh, the, the Halloween, the kid who wears the mask and becomes a real monster. Forget oops, that. real monsters. Oops, real monsters. No way. <laughs> that, that was a combination of <laughs> our no, monsters. It was, oops, real monsters, followed up by ah, oh, real monsters. No, no, oops, all berries. No, ah, all berries. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Okay, it got, so, it got so 90s in here. Yeah. Well, so that's three. Gonna, <laughs> I we, we, got, we did three. I yeah. can't wait to play with my Gakka and Pogs after we turn this oh, I brought my Slammers. If you guys slammers. are ready, let's do it. Um, um, uh, 90s things. Yep. X-Men theme song. It's the most 90s thing I could think of. Donkey Kong. Wait, how does it go? How does it go? Funeral. Yeah, you just go up and And then you're after a while.
Raise your hand if you had the X-Men cartoon maker. Great for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Raise your hand. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only one who raised their hand! I did so have a good. Pog maker, but it wasn't a specific Pog maker? I had, I had, like I had a, a Pog maker. I did yeah. too. Yeah. I had so many Justin Taylor Thomas Pogs. Me? No. <laughs> so many Spice Girl Pogs. Ooh, wait, guys. How about nice. how about After Dark screensavers? Yeah. I had that. Flying Toasters was first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like the Flying Windows symbol too? Uh, it was for Mac. Okay. Was for Mac. Yeah. Oh, it was for Mac. I was going to say, I don't remember this because I had a Mac, but you know what? There was like toasters and then like a, a, dude, pipes. a dude mowing the lawn. Oh, I remember the pipes. pipes. I don't remember the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then they came out with games based on it. Yes. After Dark games. That's And then, then the stupid. weirdest twist in the history of After Dark ah. is they decided to become a liberal activist webpage and became moveon.org. Mm-hmm. They used to make screensavers, and now they make change. <laughs> Hashtag what? <laughs> oh, so and that's what this album's actually about. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> so, Jesse, you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, sure. Uh, I'm on a podcast on the Midview Network called Extra Damage. We are on all the podcast services that you listen to and subscribe to. We put out an episode every week, usually around Thursday or Friday. Uh, I also right for myspace which is still a website <laughs> i saw that on twitter and yeah. i was like oh okay i know it's not a joke how I did you get that i, I want to do that yeah i bought the domain for a dollar and uh, <laughs> i host my own content uh no i post uh, like two three times a month for myspace so what's happening so on myspace these they days? just got bought by time actually so they still uh, are afloat which is good because they can still pay me to do work uh they, it turned into, like, a basically a news site and also, like, a music yeah. discovery site. Like, yeah. you have a profile and you pick bands. You're like, I don't know. I never log in. I don't have an account. I just, I, just write. I reopened an account, like, three or some years ago, and it was just, like, based on Facebook, here are all the bands you like. And I was like, you're friends with these bands. I was like, this is weird. I never logged in again. The interface is very different yeah. than pretty much every other site. But, yeah, extradamage.com. <laughs> That's the thing that you should care about. And you write for MySpace, yeah. which is only somewhat people... akin to shouting into a void. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Do you want people to find you on Twitter, oh, on Twitter. Facebook, or Yeah, anything? I'm at, uh, at AnonymousBeard, all one word. Uh, if you find it with a beard icon, then you found the right guy. <laughs> I usually tweet about a combination of video games, hockey, idiots, and uh, whatever else I feel like. Go Sharks, huh? Having a hell of a season. Look at this guy making it relevant, talking about sport. That's about what? all I know about sport hockey right now. Good. Oh, hockey! Yeah, they also I lost not six said to three today. But that's Damn okay. it! Yeah, that's my hometown team. There you go. Go Giants? Question mark. Yeah. Fuck that. Go Brewers. We're gonna lose, but I don't care. Fuck we, your Giants. We. Do you think Trent is a Steelers fan or what? Trent what do you... doesn't acknowledge that sports are a thing. Right? <laughs> Trent's too cool. He's too busy working out, man. Exactly. Well, I mean, if he's so swole, then, like, certainly he has to, like... No! You don't have to like sports because you're swole. He plays, like, a mean foosball, I bet. Oh, my God! I bet he's great at speedball. I bet he plays tonsil hockey with that sweet wife of his, am I right? Oh, But they totally make out all the time. They totally do because they have babies! Oh, no, gross. Everyone knows that. Ew. How to destroy my attention span. (laughs) Uh, cool. Should we sign off? Yeah. Yes. Do you have, do you have so, any updates? Have we gotten any reviews on iTunes that we need to sing? Girl, probably not. I'm not even gonna look. 
Let's look. Just look. <laughs> right, you're um, look, but let's look. I work with so many sassy gay people that now I just call everybody girl. I mean, I do anyway, but like now I'm bringing it home. No, it makes I brought sense. my work home. Why does it matter me. that they're gay? Can't because they just you're be like, sassy mm, people? girl, mm, girl. Because that's how I speak to gay people. Do you have a fucking problem with it? Um. Anyway. I sure wish iTunes wasn't a pile of shit. <laughs> oh, that'll never change. The Trent Talks. No. I know, it's not even a thing. What? You're in my no. music. You have to go to iTunes. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god. Shia uses iTunes. Um, I mean, we Please, could god. We could just talk about... You know what? We'll get back to this. It shows yeah. up on my <laughs> iTunes. On Holy Diver. My iTunes. There it is. Um... <laughs> Yeah, what does come yeah, up when you yeah, Google Trent yeah, Talk? Yeah, the yeah. definitive Rod Stewart, <laughs> the Beach Boys Pet Sounds, yes. which I think we just hit the 60th anniversary. Uh, like 50th. 50th. 50th, yeah. Because I said, fuck Pet Sounds, happy 51st birthday to Trent Reznor, it's the same day. Ooh, 10,000 Maniacs, but not that song. Aww. Aww. And then, the weirdly, one. Charlie Puff. We got no new reviews. Guys, review us on iTunes because we'll sing you a fucking song. How hard is it? I think you're, I think our our cell might be a little hard. Okay, fans. Coming listen. off, coming off like the aggressive homeless person. If you... You want, you want to be the sweet homeless person. You want to be the person. funny homeless person. Yeah, funny homeless okay, person. Okay, okay, okay. What's okay, the funniest okay. thing a homeless person's ever okay. said to you? Do that. I don't... I've actually had a homeless person sing to me, so this kind of came full circle. Perfect. See? I had a homeless guy on mission in San Francisco ask me what the greatest nation in the world was. And I figured he was going to go after like... My Azerbaijan. I, I, I gave him chat. I figured I'll throw him a funny random one. He said, donation. And I said, Don't. you know what? That's a good joke. You get money. I heard some kids say that on the train once after they were done breakdancing. The greatest nation is donation. They stole off that guy. They did. Um, I don't know because I don't take my earbuds out of my ears in public. I'm a monster, and I don't know what homeless people oh, say. Oh, um, my, uh, there was once, I was working at a construction site in San Francisco, and there was this homeless dude pushing a baby stroller full of cats, and I think he was, I think he was screaming something like, WITCHES! Um, <laughs> so that might be it. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> that's my next album cover. <laughs> WITCHES! I'm gonna form a band just to put him on the cover. Uh, so if you review us and rate us on <laughs> iTunes, we'll sing you a song. Aww. And if you tell us, which, if you if you message us and say this is the review that I wrote, and don't fucking lie about it because I'll know if you're lying. See, you're getting real. I'm an internet here. wizard, I'll know. Oh, there it I'm is. more magical than David Bowie, bitch. I'll find out. You got real thready, real quick. I'm then sure. we'll sing you a song, and you can tell velvet, us what velvet glove, song baby. to sing. You said that velvet with the glove. sweetness of the old lady who pushed Hansel and Gretel in the oven. Yeah, fuck those kids. They're stupid for venturing out of the woods that far anyway. Breadcrumbs, are you kidding me? Yeah, who eats that shit? Not only do birds eat that shit, but you probably exploded their little stomachs with breadcrumbs. Give them seeds. Anyway, go to... Wait, wait, wait. So they already had bread, and then they were like, ooh. Let's go into the woods and see the witch's house. I don't know how it goes. Oh, is it made of candy? We need like a gluten-free version of that fairy tale. I'm offended. Now, their parents dropped them off to die in the forest, and they left breadcrumbs so they could get back home. But then they found a candy house. What if their parents are the witch? That's a good In My Shyamalan movie. Who was phone? Um, find us on Twitter at TrentTalkPod. Facebook.com slash TrentTalkPod. 
You can send us, if you're from 2008, you can send us an email. Gmail us your stories or fucking whatever, I don't care. Butt pics, don't, don't, I'm sorry I said that. (laughs) Or do if it's a nice butt. Send it to geocities. Sometimes it's just nice to have mail, you know? You know, just, how, you know what, how was your day? You know, like, did anything (laughs) remarkable happen? Do you have a picture of your cat that's super cute? TrentTalkPod at gmail.com. Seriously. We'll describe it on air. We'll describe it on air, and it'll be amazing. Hey, guys, do you want to listen to another Starfuckers remix? That's the newest thing right now. This is the newest thing? Bishop Hail to the no. Bishop Bullwinkle. <laughs> it's terrific. He is an solid. actual bishop. That's pretty solid. Anyway. Bishop Don Juan. I'll sign off on that. Thanks for joining us this hey, week, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Please come back. Yeah, because yeah, he's got to come back to talk about Year Zero. All right, guys. Ready? Nine Inch Nailed, Nailed It! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.